0: Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of the Final Score podcast. And we come to you on a rather uh, historic night for Frederick County Sports as we've had two players uh, taken in the first round of the NFL draft. Uh, Tuscarora graduate uh, Jordan Addison taken uh, number 23rd overall by the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, joining uh, Chuck Foreman, uh, who was uh, the first frederick county uh first round pick taken in the 1973 draft 12th overall by the vikings so uh uh, he became the second first round pick from frederick county the second to be taken from uh or taken by excuse me the minnesota vikings uh and then uh, brian brzee uh, an urbana native damascus high school graduate was taken 29th overall by the new orleans saints so remarkable in an area um uh, this small uh, produced two first-round picks in the NFL draft on the very same night. Uh, Dacey, you're you're laughing over there. We're going to talk about your soft or your uh, baseball <laughs> tryout, but you, sir, are not getting top billing this week.
1: Yeah, so. that's probably fair, honestly. <laughs>
0: and, and, and John Cannon is with us uh, here as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, coming up, uh, we'll talk to Rob Robinson. It's a pre-recorded conversation. Uh, but Rob coached Jordan Addison with the Montgomery Village Chiefs and so we'll get some insights from Rob uh, about uh, Jordan as uh, a youth football player and just what made him so good uh, uh, coming up through the ranks but that was a pre-recorded conversation we didn't know the Vikings were going to take him but but it'll be fun to get some insights from Rob. Uh, but first uh, just just your reaction to tonight guys uh, a, a bit of a backstory first I mean our deadline is typically <laughs> 11:15. Uh, every night, uh, we asked for, and got an extension, uh, tonight because we, because we knew, uh, Jordan and Brian were mid to late round, uh, projections, uh, for the first round, which typically ends around, uh, 1130 midnight in, in recent seasons. So it's, uh, 1055. We have a story ready to go saying they're still waiting to be picked. And all of a sudden, Jordan. Uh, well, first of all, he was like the fourth receiver in a row taken. Uh, the three receivers were taken before him, and then Jordan uh, came up with the Vikings at 10:55. So we quickly scrambled uh, to put together a story there, and not to get it into the weeds too much with this stuff. But then, at all right, right around 11:30, 1130, right? 11:35, I think is yeah. right. And, and again, keep in mind, and not this interest too many people, but we had an eleven forty-five deadline. Brian Brzee is taken by the Saints. So it was a bit of a scramble tonight. There might be a few typos and uh, a couple of mistakes in, in, in the Friday paper, but we got it in. And uh, just your reaction, fellas, John, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, to have two players taken in the first round, uh, these these mm-hmm. things don't happen no, no. Uh, qu- very often. And, and to have it happen twice in the same night is pretty remarkable. You know, one
2: thing I was trying to think about, um, Damascus has this great
0: program. Um, they've won a you know, gazillion oh, oh, state oh, titles. 11,
2: yeah, I'm trying to. Figure, I don't ever remember them having a first round pick. Um, I know, I know. I mean, I know Brian is from Frederick County. Yeah, he played at Urbana uh, as a freshman. But uh, I just wondered.
0: I, uh, I can't. Uh, I can't uh, rack Jake Jake Funk, who was their great running back. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in recent times, he went to Maryland. Mm. Uh, it was a uh, seventh, seventh rounder. He, he, he was a seventh yeah. rounder. I, I believe he's still in the NFL. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was uh,
1: on. I think the. Colts practice squad, I want to say. Yeah,
0: the Colts, I, I think, were, were his last yeah. were his last team. He was with the Rams. Mm. The Rams drafted him, right? The Rams
1: drafted him, and then he won a, the Super Bowl with the Rams in his rookie season, yeah, and yeah. he kind of bounced around. And, and,
0: and of, of course, Rob Havenstein plays for the Rams. Mm. So if you think about it, we had two kids from Mount Airy playing for <laughs> playing for the L.A. Rams at the yeah. same time in the in, in Super Bowl. He was on the Super Bowl team, wasn't yes. he? So, uh, I yeah. remember
2: I covered a basketball game after the Super Bowl, and they had a big banner out there with his name on it, Super Bowl you know, yeah. champion.
0: Yeah, right. So, so I, I can think of Jake Funk. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean Damascus has been playing football for a hundred years. So I'm mm-hmm. sure that I'm sure they've had a few that we, that we can't think of. But I'm um, getting,
2: yeah, I'd like to, if anybody knows, I'd love to know who they were. They probably
0: did, but you know, like, who you know, right? And and, and Addison uh, John John uh, this, mm-hmm. he he obviously predates you, Alexander, but but we saw him play, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it, it, was, it was tough to sort of get a read on him because mm-hmm. uh, just his teams at Tuscarora weren't weren't right. that strong around him, and and he was clearly a dynamic talent but uh right. but he didn't have as much help as one might have liked on his football team
2: and he was very versatile i mean i was going back and looking at the stories i wrote when i covered him and, and i guess my memory is not what it was <laughs> and I, I remember i saw him against north hagerstown and he had two receiving touchdowns two rushing touchdowns and he returned a kick for a touchdown. And, I don't think I mentioned it in my story, but the one thing I, I remember about watching him that year was he was a very good defensive back. You know, he was he was just uh, he was get, he, he was getting
0: big time college looks yeah. as a DB. Like oh, oh, I think I think he had twenty plus big time schools mm-hmm. after him, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, at least a good handful of them uh, looked. They weren't interested in, in him as a receiver. I mean, he wanted mm-hmm. to play receiver, but they wanted him as a DB. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so he was getting looks at, at DB and wide receiver by major colleges yeah so a
2: great athlete I mean you know and hes he's somebody I mean you, you couldn't say back then I, I could see him playing in the NFL but you know you're not shocked by it especially when you see the way he developed a pit and then you know, he just he just kept getting better and better and just you know he was like one of the best in the nation right I mean he won these awards and was on the uh, watch list for some of the biggest awards in college football
0: yeah uh, and uh, And yeah, it it was just crazy when you heard names, schools like Notre Dame and Clemson, and all these these big time schools after him. And Mm. he's a quiet sort of. I don't want to say I'm assuming, but but mm-hmm. but but um, he's he's just a uh, uh, a humble, quiet kid, and so you don't you don't get a lot from him. Yeah, you, uh, mm-hmm. you you have to talk to the people around him, and uh-huh. and it was just it was just hard to see when he was in high school how, how, how far he might be able to go, right. and, and then Brian uh, we saw play at Damascus a number of times mm-hmm. that you and I, John and mm-hmm. Alexander. I don't know if you ever got the chance to do it c- c- doing your. Uh, um college days and stringing for various media
1: outlets. i i did not i did not um i i remember i remember obviously hearing you know all the buzz like oh damascus is like the number one you know player in the uh, player in the country and he's defensive lineman really good and i'm like and i'm like and at first my first thought i remember hearing that was like whoa but then i was like that's also not you know i'm also not totally surprised given the sort of juggernaut you know they, they were um and i mean were they still are the you know defending state champions again but yeah. um yeah, I, I I never got to actually see him play in high school because the one, um, again in college I just never did, and then and then the one time. Uh, I guess we would have overlapped when when I was at Blair. Blair played Damascus. I think was his would have been his freshman year, and he was at Urbana, so um, he wasn't there yet. But, I,
2: um, I think I saw him play at Urbana, and I can't say I remember what he did that night. It's a t- I want to say tight end or yeah. maybe a DN, whatever he was. Yeah. But i I remember people talking about him saying this kid's really you know he's going to be something. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you heard the same thing. Yeah,
0: right, when he was well, well, not at Urbana. I mean, I I, I I I'm sure I saw him play football. Where, where again, he didn't really stand out as his freshman year. I'm, I'm sure he right. was a great player. And and we just didn't notice him as much because he was Mm -hmm. a lineman Mm -hmm. i i saw him play basketball Mm -hmm. and then and then then after basketball season all of a sudden we're hearing he's like the number one football Mm -hmm. recruit in the country uh and and again maybe we weren't looking for the right thing but, but based on what we mm-hmm. noticed at Urbana mm-hmm. uh, that it sort of came out of the blue almost, right. Right. but but he, he's a huge kid. I mean, he's 6'5", 300 pounds. But mm-hmm. the thing about him is he's fast. Yeah, he, he he ran the forty yard dash at the combine in under five seconds. So he's right. he's he's li- he's huge, but he's light on his feet. He c- he can really move, and he's he's incredibly strong. Mm-hmm. So so none of this is a surprise. Uh, John, you were with me at the 2019 state final mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. When, when they um, played and beat Ligonor very soundly. And on, on, on a lot of plays, mm-hmm. the running backs and the quarterback for Ligonor didn't even have a chance because right. Brzee was in the backfield uh, so quickly. Yeah. And then there was the memorable Refrigerator Perry-style <laughs> run from right. the two-yard line uh, <laughs> uh, uh, for a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, and it was just all Damascus that night, and he was he was – the biggest reason why. So
2: he was destructive.
0: Right. Yeah. So you so you have Addison who's this incredible athlete, but he's sort of slight. He's mm-hmm. he's just under six feet and hundred and seventy pounds. And then you have this behemoth in uh Brian Breezy, um who's uh six five, three oh five, uh taken by the Saints. Uh, in 2018, uh, Rick Leonard, uh, a huge behemoth defensive lineman from Middletown, was taken by the Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's sort of an interesting connection uh, there too, because you have mm-hmm. Foreman and Addison with the Vikings, and you have Leonard and Breezy now uh, with the Saints. So, mm-hmm. so just a, just a remarkable night overall, and and, and it's it, it's a stressful night for us, but but this <laughs> is. These are the sort of nights that you get into the news business for uh, mm-hmm. to, to cover these big stories, even though it can present uh, some challenges. So, I would uh,
1: I would like to uh, personally blame Roger Goodell for uh, milking that milking that draft for yeah. four hours well, well, and well, making it difficult on well, us. We
0: were we were John and I were talking about this, and you mm-hmm. and you might I mean you're very young, Alexander, but yeah. but you, but you are, might remember when the NFL draft was at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. It began at 11 a.m. on Saturday mornings. You, you'd get up on an April Saturday and and the draft would be on. It would go all day Saturday, and then they'd finish up the last couple of rounds Sunday. And by middle of Sunday, it's over. Now it's a three-day event. The draft doesn't end until like Sunday late afternoon evening. Uh, you got the prime time stuff, which which doesn't <coughs> help us on deadline, obviously. So it's it's just become this huge spectacle where um, where th- tens of thousands of people attend the draft and to, to, to cheer their team and wave their flag. And the interesting thing about it is. We don't know how good any of these guys are going to be. It, right, it, it, it's purely hope and speculation. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, the Ravens took a five-nine receivers, A. Flowers okay. from Boston College, and uh, how good is he going to be in, in, a, in a run-oriented offense? I didn't want him
2: to. Take, I'm a Ravens fan. I didn't want him to take a receiver. If they did, I wish they would have taken Jordan, and we could have covered him and had right. an right. excuse to go to Ravens games. And, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Oh, well. Uh, speaking of people, uh, looking to break into the high ranks of their sports, uh, we, <laughs> we, we, we set up Alexander Dacey's tryout with the new Atlantic league team uh, here in Frederick. H- how'd it go, sir? Uh, you were out there on Saturday, right, right before it started raining.
1: Yeah. I mean, to be completely honest, it went way better than I thought it was going to go. I mean, I, hey, I was, you, you sort of ruined it, right? Yeah. We we, we, want, we wanted you to embarrass <laughs> I, yourself. I, I, I wanted, you know, the, the, the part of the whole reason I set out to do it was like, oh, it'd be so funny if I do this and fall on my face, and then I have a very funny story to tell. But I actually didn't do, like, horrible, um, you know, g- again, oh. g- g- given the circumstances. It so should have had me go up there. I would have came through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, or me. Right. Yeah, I'm right. Um. So, and I mean, honestly, I think that the first thing that really sort of surprised me is, I mean, it was really kind of, honestly, more chill than I was expecting. Like, I, I was kind of expecting this, you know, I don't want to say intense, but, you know, this sort of more like, you know, we're going to drill you several times over at all these different, you know, disciplines, and it's going to be sort of a very structured thing. And I mean, it was, but it really, it, it everybody was kind of, it seemed fairly relaxed. And it was like, yeah, go warm up for 15 minutes, do whatever you need to do. And then, oh, you know, go run your 60 in the corner. But if you don't want to run because you're hurt or whatever, don't, you know, you know, you don't have to run it. And then, Oh yeah, just take a couple, you know, four four rounds of five swings or whatever.
0: R- r- um, roughly, how many people were trying? out? So
1: the official number I got uh, from the uh, from the team was twenty eight. Um, we I can't even call them. We can't even. We don't even know their names yet. No, um, but yeah, it was it was the twi- question marks. It, it, it was twenty eight total. Um, I don't know the exact how it exactly broke down between position players and um and uh, and pitchers there were definitely more position players than pitchers um and I mean for the pitchers they really they, for most of the tryout they were just sort of hanging around like you know stretching long tossing but like the position players did it we did all our all our stuff first and the pitchers just threw bullpen basically like 15 20 pitch bullpens at the very end so um it was it, I mean it was fairly Fairly chill. I, I mean, maybe I also felt more relaxed just because I I knew I I had like no expectations, and I was like, the, <laughs> the worse I do, the the funnier it is. So a question I
2: meant to ask, and I didn't. I wasn't observant with the pitcher. Did you have to use a wooden bat? We were talking so, about that. Uh, so
1: yeah. So I did. I did use a wooden bat because everyone else was using a wooden bat. So yeah. I just kind of assumed that was like because it is a wood bat league. You know yeah. that like they probably would not have. They probably would have been like, hey, you you can't use this. Uh, um, th- this, this composite, this 3330 that you composite that you use in high school. But, um, mm-hmm. I did have a wood bat because again, like, I mean, I, 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 was, I was telling you this, you know, like I had a wood bat just to have kind of throughout high school. Cause I was like, I'm never going to use this in a game, but like, it, it's good practice to swing with it. And also it's kind of fun. Um, and so I, I had it and I swung with it and um i mean again by the, it, the 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 at least hitting wise like it it took me a little bit to adjust to the speed and not in the way that i thought it that it was too fast and, and, for my, and to be clear this was coming from a machine this yes was, this is not like a live arm throwing yeah this was machine pitch and honestly the machine was way slower than i thought it was going to be so i had to like it took me a little bit to sort of like i was you know i was too, way too early at first i was fouling stuff off i was like kind of dinking it um it was only one time i completely like whiffed which was you know uh a a little unfortunate but it was i'm glad it was only one time uh but then by the by the like last round i was barreling up you know sending most of the most of them to the outfield so and and you showed off your bunting uh prowess (laughs) i did yes the first two the first two pitches they were like they were like bunt and then get and then get used to it and then you take your like you know regular rounds but the two buns were good so did, did you get any feedback during this now to be clear the
0: team and i i think the coaching yeah. staff that was observing mm-hmm. you uh, running this tryout they knew you were a reporter yes they, they, they knew you weren't like i don't want to say seriously trying mm-hmm. to make the team i mean they, they they knew what what you were doing yeah
1: no they they knew what i was there for and they were very like enthusiastic when we when i had when we'd mentioned or uh, when I had mentioned to them uh, the day before, like, hey, I'm gonna be the guy that's there uh trying out for a story they they loved it they they loved the idea of it. and um, yeah, no, I mean they I, I didn't get any you know I didn't part of it was I also didn't really go up and ask for any feedback because I was like, I know I'm you know, this is not gonna be relevant to me kind of long term, but uh, um, you know, they were given you know if you ask, if you asked they were given feedback, um uh, but I will say I did uh, when when I did a uh, did the 60 I actually I believe it or not like ran faster the second time uh and so I got like a good job from one of the coaches for that which was which was kind of because I was not expecting to do that so all
0: right and we'll uh, give us a sense of what the other uh people trying out were like you, just their abilities and stuff like that
1: yeah so you definitely you definitely saw the range I mean you again you got you it was a, it, you got pretty much you know covered the whole spectrum right like you got guys who are just kind of out there to have a good time Super casual, like guys who played. You know, I mean, th- there was another guy kind of like me who was, you know, somewhat recently out of high school, hadn't played since high school. Was like, let me go out and try for this. Um, former uh, FCC player who again was, you know, out of it for six, seven, eight years. But like, I'm back. I'm around. Why not? Um, one of the, the uh, one of the there was a guy there who was a father-in-law of one of the players. Um, again, he was like, I, I have, you know, I don't have a better way to spend a Saturday than this. So. Um, But but some guys were, like, mashing, right? Yeah, but then you have the flip side, the guys who were, like, either just out of college, like, trying to find a team who were in other independent leagues or who were, like, recent minor leaguers who were, like, you know, just cut from their organizations trying to, to, you know, make it back. So, I mean, at least on the hitting side, you could tell who the good hitters were because, like, every other ball was leaving the ballpark, um, including three that, like... That, that like went into the parking lot and, over like, the cle- cleared offense. the high wall um and like you don't really realize like just how good of a hitter these guys are until you're standing in the outfield shagging and that that ball goes from bat to over the wall in, like f- five seconds tops probably less yeah but could they um, bunt? Amen. Oh, you know that is that is the eternal question. Okay. Um, I was uh, not if, paying attention. If, if this team struggles to bun, I, I could see Alexander's. Uh, phone, yeah, I, I
0: could see Alexander's phone ring. You haven't you haven't gotten a call, right? No, I haven't,
1: and I'm not expecting <laughs> to. <laughs> okay, just
0: checking, John. It's me and you next year. We 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 got to do this and come through. Since Alexander failed to make it an embarrassing story,
2: Alexander's story was very good. Those that haven't read it should read it. I was at a game this week covering something, and I I told you an assistant coach of one of the teams uh, mentioned your story and he asked me he's like uh, did you ever think of trying out and I stopped I was like look at me dude <laughs> I was like, Are you
0: serious?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we, we should all also make clear you wrote you wrote a column about your experience yes. uh, 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 one did you enjoy writing that column I very much yes uh,
1: I, I I like when I got home Saturday I just started I just basically brain dumped like whatever thoughts were in my head, or like jokes I wanted to write, or things I wanted to mention. I just started writing, and by the time I was done, um, it was incoherent. I basically didn't have a an actual sentence right now. It was like well over a thousand words, so I'm like, I'm gonna have to do some serious massaging of this on Monday, which I did, and eventually it, you know, it came out. But yeah, that was uh, that was definitely one of the more fun, uh, fun times I've had writing a story. <laughs> and, and what what sort of feedback did you get from? From a uh, very positive. This is probably the most feedback I've gotten on a story, maybe besides the pitcher's st- the pitcher's story last year. But even then, this is no. This is probably actually the most I've gotten, um, and it's all been positive. Like people have had so much fun with it. I've had actually several readers email me. And I don't usually I, occasionally get like a reader email, but it's very rare. Um, but I've had. Oh, I get them, but you wouldn't want the ones I. Get. <laughs> yeah. I've got. I think I've got at least three or four readers being like, I don't normally like read the sports section, but this was so much fun, or like this was like a cool, unique idea. And that, and I've been to two different baseball games this week, and both times I've heard it from coaches on coaches and uh on on both teams that I've on all the teams that I've a- covered. A- anyone ask you the the pinch hitter? Or, no, or they or haven't. Lay, lay, they down, have a, not laid down a bunt. <laughs> so. Um, they have not, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been like, I, I'm very glad that the effort I put into it and the, the vision I sort of had in my head is at least panned out to, you know, to an extent and that people really like it. Cause I mean, again, it's like, it's something different and that's kind of, that, that's kind of what I was going for. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to do it because it was something that I think people, you know, I thought people would like. I I lo- I like doing it, um, and it's it's something unique. So
0: N- next, we're gonna put you up there against uh, Joey
1: McManus. Or oh, or, I don't know, uh, I don't know if that will end well. If, I mean, I mean, he's got good command, so he wouldn't like hit me with a ball. But like, I, 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 I the fastest I ever stood in against in high school was like eighty seven, I think, and a, a guy throwing ninety five with nasty. Breaking stuff. I don't know how well that will go for me, but
0: oh, or, or even Taylor Smith. Could you could
2: you no, hit her could a rise not. Ball? I could not.
1: I I could tell you right now, I could not. We
0: used to have discussions about
1: yeah.
2: that. Like uh, when we wondered how like baseball players would fare against some of the better softball pitchers. They probably
1: know? it would yeah. probably would not go well for them. Different I, I, look, you know. I mean, yeah, I, I, different look, and you're closer in. So like it, yeah. it, the way like like the the rea- I think the reaction time. I remember, um, uh, reading. I forget where i read this but like the reaction time i think from like how close a softball pitcher is mm-hmm. um a 70-ish mile an hour pitch is like something in the 90s mm-hmm. and that it's all got all sort it's like a different angle so mm-hmm. that all sorts of funky movement on it so like
2: because the mechanics of the, of the yeah. swing i guess are, are the same but yeah. i mean uh, the situation is different or the, yeah um, well
1: maybe maybe what you do what uh what the, all the catoctin kids do and just just slap hit everything <laughs> and and just 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 beat it out. <laughs> well, we're we're hoping to have uh, Taylor on the podcast in the next
0: uh, week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we'll ask her if she's ready to take you on. So, see if...
1: I that uh, I mean, I, I think she I think she would have a good time of it and would probably be successful. <laughs> see if she could prevent you from laying down a bunt. So. Um.
0: Uh, lastly, was it jarring? I feel like
1: you're setting me up here.
0: <laughs> well, I might be. I mean, there's, there's a big there's a big yard uh, outside our building where, where we can make something happen here. Uh, lastly, was it jarring to see your uh, mug on three-fourths of the front page uh, uh, I, Wednesday morning? When,
1: when Josh told me, uh, Josh, our sports editor, told me that they were teasing it out front, I was not expecting it to be. That? <laughs> that,
0: that that was like that was like Orioles win the World Series. Yeah, I was stuff.
1: like, whoa, this is a, this feels like a little bit more more of a treatment that I feel like I deserve to be getting, but. If anybody ever wanted a poster of me, it's there now. And, and just think if <laughs> you
2: autograph it, maybe for a fee. Oh, you know, God. I don't want to
0: even and get just, into and, that. And just think it probably wouldn't have been. If you made the team, it probably wouldn't have been played as, 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 as big as we ran that. Yeah, because the then front.
1: they're like, oh, shoot, we're out of a sports writer. <laughs>
0: Well, you—if you, you would have made the team, you'd just been the skybox at the yeah, top. You wouldn't—you would have—you right. wouldn't have, would have taken up most of the front page like you did the other day. But, but well done, sir. I—I I, I applaud your—I applaud not only your column, but but your courage to even step step out there and do something like that. Thank so, you. So, so, thank you for the material, even though it wasn't what we were sort of uh, <laughs> ex- expecting and hoping for. All right, uh, so over the next couple weeks, we'll have much more on uh, Jordan Addison and Brian Brzee as they uh, entered into the NFL, Uh, hoping to have Brian on on the podcast uh, coming up soon, too. Uh, But when we come back, we'll talk to one of Jordan's uh, youth football coaches, uh, Rob Robinson of the Montgomery Village Chiefs. Stay with us here on The Final Score. With the NFL draft upon us, we thought it would be nice to have on one of the people that knows one of the two Frederick County kids that might be selected in the first round of the draft. Rob Robinson is a Clarksburg native, uh, coached with the Montgomery Village Chiefs, uh, the organization that Jordan Addison played his youth football in. And uh, Rob was uh, kind enough to come into the studio today to talk about Jordan uh, and his his young uh, uh, football days. Uh, We are recording this before the draft, we should point out, so we don't know exactly what's going to happen or where uh, Jordan might get selected, but we thought it would be great to get Rob's insights as to Jordan as a football player and, and what has led him to this stage of his life and his career. Rob, thanks for coming in, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah,
3: thanks for having me on, Greg. I really appreciate the invite.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, what were your first impressions of Jordan when, when, when you met him? And just how old was he? Take, take us to the origin of the story here.
3: So I've coached at Montgomery Village for 15 years. I've uh, brought three kids through that organization, and uh, Jordan actually played with my uh, middle son. My middle son's a year younger than Jordan. Um, They played on the team with uh, Coach Howard for several years before I actually got my hands on him. I was coaching my older son at that point. Uh, Coach Howard decided he was going to take that team away and go to a different organization, some type of conflicts or politics within the organization. You know how that goes in youth football or youth sports in general. So I have reached out because, you know, I've seen Jordan a lot. Um, of course, I watched all the games because my son was a part of that team, of course. And, they, you know, it was a dynamic team, great players. All the kids were good. It was a really good team. You know, even the bench players probably could have started for other organizations. Uh, so I saw Jordan a lot. He was a tight end and you know it
0: was a tight end that's an unceremonious position in youth football
3: tight end that's where he is um you know in youth football of course you do a lot more running than you do passing you know especially at that age this you know my son was five when he started so Jordan was a year older which was six okay so they played together probably for three years before I, I actually started coaching them okay so this during this whole time Jordan was the tight end
0: he was the tight end, and what, what, what? Quiet kid, right?
3: Very quiet, doesn't speak very much at all. Um, but a leader, very quiet. You know, you have to come to him, and you know, bring everything to him. But a very smart, intelligent kid, he, like just eats everything up. He's a sponge. Uh,
0: did he say, man, I don't want to be playing tight end. I need to be playing a more important position, or he, but it's true to his nature. He probably didn't want to impose, right? Never,
3: <laughs> never complained. He never complained. But like I said, you know, we had mentioned earlier. We spoke earlier. Like this kid, you know, they would give him. There was a tight end reverse play. They used. To run, and um, they would run that probably like once a game. And I swear, every time he touched the ball, he you know he would score. <laughs> right. You know when the games were tight, it was close. It was zero zero. They didn't have their play. They run that play. He would score he never complained he never asked to play another position he just did his job go back to the huddle very humble kid
0: right well were they running tight end reverses every play or nah. <laughs> Well,
3: maybe they should have been but yeah like I said that that play they you know that's that's a play that's going to go work like once or twice and like I said but you know every time he touched it he took it to the house.
0: Okay, but so, so you're watching this unfold and you're saying this kid needs to be playing a different position. He needs to have the ball in his hands a little more often, right?
3: Well, you know, with you football, you know, we're hands off. You know, we yeah. just let every coach do their own thing. And like I said, but when they decided, Coach Howard decided he was going to take his team away, um, his mother, I my a good friend of mine was friends with his mother. And I reached out to my friend and was like, listen. Um, I'm going to be, so I was the, um, I was coaching with my oldest son at first, like I said before. So I was going to step down and go down and coach my middle son because I, the coaches at that time, since they were leaving, I knew they needed some good coaches. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to step on down. So I reached out to my friend and I was like, hey, can you reach out to his mom, which his name's Keisha, I'm like, and let them know that, you know, I, I'm looking for a quarterback and I, I want Jordan to play quarterback for me. And, you know, when I reached out to him, she was like, okay, I'm going to talk to him. And then I talked to him myself, and he was, like, he was looking forward to it, you know. And I spoke to his dad as well. And, you know, that's when that next year we started playing. That's when he started playing quarterback.
0: It, it, explain the importance of quarterback in youth football.
3: Well, you know, the quarterback in youth football is simple. Like uh, your best athlete plays quarterback and football, shortstop and baseball, and most likely point guard in basketball.
0: Yeah, I mean, because in football, these six-year-old kids, they're not they're not throwing outside the numbers probably, right? right? They're, the, they're not throwing sideline outs at, at, at age six. I
3: right? mean, you know, at age six, you're lucky to get one pass in. So, you know, <laughs> like when I got him, I think he was nine. And, you know, we, we had like, we have two pass plays. You know, we do uh, what we would call, um, it's a pass called double where you just kind of like throw it to, uh, uh, out route to the tight end. That's about as much as you're gonna get, and then maybe a crossing route. That's as much as you're gonna get at that youth level. Right. So the quarterback, and 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 in theory, the quarterback is another running back.
0: Right. How did the kids respond and react to Jordan? Because uh, hardworking kid, he's a he's a exemplar exemplary kid in many ways but but he's quiet um and and typically you want your quarterback to be a, a, a sort of a vocal leader so how, how did the kids respond to Jordan being the quarterback
3: um you know like, at first we kind of didn't know so like I coached with him for one year by myself it was me and a guy named coach John Robinson um we ended up winning the championship that year Jordan was the quarterback so my friend of mine his name's Quentin Cosby I think you spoke to him a little bit ago yeah he used to play for Seneca Valley we decided that we were going to uh Basically, do a high school offense at youth football league, but we were going to dumb it down so that these youth players could do it as well. So we were running Seneca Valley's offense. Not sure if you heard of a guy named Chris Kelly that played for Seneca Valley, a great quarterback for Seneca Valley, uh-huh. many multiple championships in the eighties and nineties for Montgomery County. Um, he was a great runner and a thrower. So we was like, hey, you know what? I think Jordan can do this. So we were what we do with this offense. There's a lot of fakes, a lot of um bootlegs and stuff like that. And I said, like I said, the quarterback's another runner. So we really didn't know how the kids responded to him until one day he got hurt. And it was just like everyone came to his back. He's a quiet leader. The whole team jumped up, and they're just like, that's my quarterback. You know, we're not going to do anything without him. Right. And that's when we knew at that moment that he was the one.
0: Right. When he became the quarterback, was it like, finally, I I, I get to touch the ball a little more? or
3: never said anything just did his job went out there did his job um you know
0: but could you tell he was looking for a bigger role or or no
3: I don't think he I think Jordan would have been just as fine playing tight end and getting that reverse every once in a while (laughs) very unselfish kid very unselfish
0: right but but you saw his potential right away like I saw
3: his potential when he was on that other team like I spoke to his dad like I knew I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I knew Jordan was going to make it to the NFL but I knew that Jordan was going to be a Division One college football player. I mean, you can tell early we've had the Diggs brothers come through. Yeah, Steph and, you, and Trayvon. Steph and right. Trayvon. And you can just see out there on that field when they're playing, when kids have a different gear or a different level than what their other kids are out there.
0: Yeah, talk a little bit about the Montgomery Village organization and just some of the great players that have come through there.
3: I mean, this organization is uh, – if, to me, it's the best organization in Montgomery County in the state of Maryland, in my opinion. Um, we've had uh, Trayvon Diggs go through there. You know, he's got a corner at um,
0: the Cowboys with
3: the Cowboys. He went; through, he was a running back. I mean, most kids start off as a running back when they're <laughs> in youth football league. Right. And Stephon Diggs as well came through there. It was a running back. We used to call him the Boogeyman. Yeah, that was his nickname. We used to call him the Boogeyman. I mean, he was these both of these kids were younger,s playing where two year two age groups up. And still, like, succeeding in doing impossible, doing incredible things on the field. Right. So, I mean, besides them, like, just the team that I've had, that we've had, um, myself, Coach Q, and Coach Mark Cosby, um, with Jordan, we've had, we've had, uh, we got Plump Robinson, starting defensive end for Penn State. He was on that team as well.
0: And he played played at Maryland. Played at Maryland for one year. Yep, and
3: then transferred. Um, We got Caden Prather, who's currently at maryland currently it was in west Mar- virginia right? exactly was a receiver at west virginia and besides that we've got at least it, it was probably at least 12 to 13 of those kids in the playing college even division one those three i think are only division ones but the rest of them maybe are division two players
0: and, and even the team jordan was on was pretty loaded right yeah
3: loaded team loaded very loaded i mean like some of the kids that we're getting together tonight some of the coaches and some of the kids from the team are gonna get together and just have a little draft party in his honor
0: yeah that, that, that'll be fun that'll be fun right right so, so when you're watching jordan and you see all these other great athletes that have come through the program they're they're on the same level so so you, you know what you're looking at when you see jordan Like exactly. th- th- this kid's going to be a division one college
3: player i mean i told his dad at nine years old i said he's going to play college football i told him that before i even actually got my hands on him to coach him i said he's going to play college football and he tells me to this day he reminds me he's like i remember you telling me that when you when you first got when you first talked to me that he's going to play college football You just could see it.
0: Right. I guess it it could be a challenge in youth football, but could you tell what position uh, he was going to play on the next level? No.
3: So, you know, that, remember I told you there was a transition from teams. So there was a time, so we had, there was something called spring football as well. Uh So he went from a tight end until some coaches, uh, some different set of coaches coached him in the spring, and he was, uh, he played running back. And he, he excelled at that as well. But, you know, he's just too frail to be a running back. I knew he wasn't going to be a quarterback. We thought more that he was going to be – I thought more he was going to be a corner or a DB.
0: Right. And yeah. he, he was a great cornerback. like Great it, corner. It, great it, corner. Yeah, well, because when I saw him play at Tuscarora High School down the road here – he would be on the other team's best receiver, and and he would often shut that that receiver down. So, and he he could have been a, I mean, some some of the colleges. I think I think he had twenty plus colleges, big time colleges that were looking at him, and and some of them wanted him to be a corner. They weren't thinking of him as a receiver. That
3: is correct. So you know, one a uh, quick little story. Like, so he played corner for us and quarterback, and uh, Coach Cosby, Mark Cosby, is our defensive coordinator, and like Jordan, he's. Prone to get nicked up here and there. So, you know, Coach Cosby decided that he was going to take him off of the defense one year because uh he didn't want him getting nicked up if he was too important at quarterback. Right. So There, there goes our offense. Right, right. Hurt. So yeah. the next thing you know, Jordan's calling. He's just like, I don't want to play football anymore. And we're like, hold on. What's going on? You love football. There's no way. Well, Coach Mark wasn't letting me. He doesn't want me to play corner, so I'm just not – I can't do it. Yeah, you're you're, yeah. you're,
0: you're, you're reducing his role. Right. So. And, you know,
3: in youth football, they're playing both sides of the ball. You don't have it where it's designated, where you just have your offensive players or your defensive players. Usually most players, especially the the gifted ones, are going to play both sides of the ball.
0: Right. Uh, Coach Q said he sees a lot of running back in Jordan. Even though he's a receiver, he's got running back skills. Yeah, you, you sort of see it like in tight space. He knows how to move and operate. Vision and like
3: yeah. knows knows how to knows how to operate. Yes, he definitely has a lot of running back in him. Like I said, he did have a little uh, a little trial period at running back. He's just too small to be you know. A, a, if he was a little bit bigger, believe me, I think he would be a back in the NFL this year. At least someday. Right. As well. well,
0: what's it been like watching him just go through your organization, go through high school, um, where his teams weren't maybe as good as he wanted them to be in high school at Tuscarora, um, uh, go go to Pitt, uh, and and watch him excel there. Win the Belitnikov Award as the nation's best receiver, and then go to USC, where where we had a nice season last year with Caleb Williams. Did you did you work with Caleb as well?
3: No, um, I've never met Caleb. I okay. um, only just heard of him from being around in the area. Right,
0: because he's from D.C.
3: Right, I yeah. think he played at Gonzaga. Or okay, something. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's a blessing just to see this, you know, it's just actually one of the players that you've had uh, to see a player that you had uh, some influence on to uh, reach this level and to, uh, you know, reach this heights in his in his life at such a young age. It's just it's a blessing. You know what I mean? Wish nothing but the best for him and his family. Um, Humble kid. Like I said, I, I think, you know, Jordan is he has a great character. I mean, that's the number one thing. Whoever drafts him tonight, you're getting a great character kid. That's number one. You're getting a smart kid that's gonna know the playbook. This kid knew every position. He if I messed up on a play, I had no worries. If I gave him a play to go out, hey, run this play and say I said something backwards. He already knew what it was. He would fix it in the huddle and go out there and run the play. But and just in general, just to see any of these kids that we've coached, just you know, make it through high school to you know be you know these impact players in high school and then make it to college and go to college and do these things they've done in college and you know hopefully get drafted. It's just it's a blessing and you know something we're all proud of.
0: He's a quiet kid. He's unassuming. You might miss him if, if 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 you weren't looking for him. But when you get that football in his hands, man, that that's when he. That's when his yeah. person, it's almost like the football is an extension of his personality. I mean, that, that, that's when he uh, that's... is noticeable. You, you can't take your eyes off him. He's this dynamic superstar player with, with the ball in his hands.
3: <laughs> I, think that's, I think when he gets that football in his hands, when he expresses himself, that's when he does his talking, you know, yeah, right. like when he's, uh, the kids stayed over my house numerous times, uh, never talked, never talked. I know him and my son would talk, but like I couldn't get two words out of. Like you'd be
0: around the like the the, the table or something. Yeah, and he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Right. Like, how are you, Jordan? And yeah, just just how just fine. Just high,
3: just yeah, fine. Right. That's it. You know. You know, we're driving to the game the next day, or you know, if we're running late, Jordan. You want anything for breakfast? No, I'm good. I'm not hungry. Nothing to eat that night. Just wouldn't eat. Just wouldn't talk. Only thing we could get him to eat in the morning if we stopped before a game, he just loved to go get himself a bag of Skittles. I don't know yeah, what it was. I, I, that was his fuel.
0: You, you, you told me this right. the other day, and then I asked his mother about it because uh, I talked to her uh, this week, and she and she laughed when when I recounted that story because she said, "Yes, Skittles are Skittles are one of his uh, yep. favorite candies." That was his so. fuel.
3: That's all he needed right there. It was his Skittles. You
0: together, did he feel like like he was in, he was being an imposition on you guys, or he, like he didn't he didn't want uh, you to go out of your way to
3: uh, Do anything for him, or I think um... he's just a quiet kid, you (laughs) know. I know he was comfortable about us, like I said, I didn't even know, but my son's kind of quiet as well, so they got along really well, right? And you know, I they're actually bonded way more or better than I thought they had, you know what I mean? They actually talked a lot, you know, so um. He was just a quiet kid, you know, and I think he just you know, that's just who he is. You know, he hasn't changed now. He's still a quiet kid. Yep,
0: yeah. yeah. Did you think did you think the Skittles were like superpower there they were putting
3: something in those Skittles, Coach Rob? Well, we actually start buying Skittles and giving <laughs> Skittles to the whole team before the championship game. We make sure that we had Skittles to hand out to each kid. Let's see if there's any magic <laughs> right. ma- magic potion in, exactly. in, in, in
0: in in those Skittles. Right. Um, what, what, what will it be like for you to um, watch on TV to, to, to see him walk across the stage and get drafted?
3: <laughs> um. You know, I may shed a tear. You know, it's just like I said, like uh, we feel like an envy. It's, it's a family. We're all family there. You know, we always say it takes a village to raise a child, you know. So that's how we all feel like everyone's touched him. Um, it's just going to be great, you know, to see him just walk across that stage. You know, that's why we're having this little get together tonight. So you know we all can celebrate and enjoy it together.
0: How many? How many people has MV put in the NFL? Just the the, the Diggs brothers? Is it more than the, the nah, Diggs brothers yeah, and Jordan? Or,
3: yeah, yeah, I mean we. I don't even know all the kids that are there. I it's
0: even, a good number, right?
3: Yeah, I think we have the Tangelo kid that went to Duke. You know, actually coached his younger son. Um, it's a good number of kids. Um, guys, you know we have um. Ah, uh, Kennard, I think his last name. I can't remember. Safety used to play for the Redskins. Kennard okay. Jackson, maybe, yeah. or something like yeah. that. He came yeah. through MV. You know, so, like, you know, this is all part of the Capital Beltway League. And, um, you know, that's the league we played in. You know, Darnell Dockett came through from White Oak. I mean, there's just all kinds of kids that came throughout, you know, that came through this league that's made in in a college and in the NFL.
0: Right. Uh, Jordan's favorite superhero is the Flash. And and, and when you watch him play football, you, you're probably reminded of, of, of the Flash in a lot right. of ways. Uh, but but he had a different nickname with you guys, you, you told me, right?
3: Right. You know, we used to call him the two-car. Um, you know, for all my, my NASCAR fans out there, if you remember back in, like, uh, the 2000s, early 2000s, Brad Kauslowski used to run, you know, the two-car. I was a big NASCAR fan, still am a big NASCAR fan. He used to drive the two-car. And, you know, I used to watch the you know, the, the races every weekend. You know, you would have Daryl Waltrip, and one of his favorite sayings was like, man, that two-car, or whatever this car, whatever car was strong that day, man, that car, this three-car, is strong. It's running hard, running really well today. It's going to be hard to beat. So, you know, he used to wear a number two. He started off, he wore several numbers. He did wear a number nine, and then he used to wear a number two. So, one day, I just came to well, practice was there any rhyme or reason to that or? i don't think there was any rhyme or reason to it I, I think i think he maybe it wore nine because two wasn't available or something like that i can't remember exactly what that whole story was but you know i went to practice one day and i'm like hey man look at that two car and it just stuck from there and everybody's been calling that since then um
0: did, did he like that that he did he take to the nickname the right way? yeah he
3: took to the nickname but um you know it was something within our like montgomery village organization that everyone knows what it is um you know and uh you know, I think it's a fitting name for him.
0: Right. W- were you a high-level football player, uh, Rob?
3: <laughs> no, I'm. I'm a basketball player. Okay. You know, and a baseball player. You know, my kids play basketball and baseball and track and run f- and you know, a couple football players as well. But no, I wasn't a high-level football player. Did, did you play? Did you play football? Yes, I did play football. I played football. I tried it for 1 year and yeah. then I was like, "Nah, I'm going to I'm going to stick to the hardwood and and to the baseball diamond."
0: You didn't want to get nicked up. You yeah, didn't want to get nicked right, up, right? right. Well, I'm I like I love playing sports too, but but I'm 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 small, so I'm like, I don't want to play football cuz someone's going to crush me and, and 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 that'll be the end you know, of my other the rest of my sports that I enjoy playing.
3: <laughs> you know, my in my you know, in my day, you know, you were there wasn't all this specialty in sports where you could play a sport year round. So right, you played everything. We played baseball, we played basketball, we played football, and you know you could excel at anything. We played all that outside as well. So you know, but football was my is my favorite sport to watch, but it's my least favorite to play. Right.
0: Did your children? Uh, on that note, did your children have a much different upbringing than you did?
3: Um. Yes, my kids definitely have a much much different upbringing. Like I said, you know, they are um, I was outside until the light came on, you know, the street light was, that was my warning to come inside, you know, my oldest son, um, he's a little bit more of the outside kid and my middle son and my youngest is just a totally different generation, you know, my youngest kid, I like to say he's part of the COVID generation where, you know, everything that they do is, you know, they can stay inside. They'd rather be inside than be outside right now. But, you know, my, my oldest, he's a track, you know, he ran track in college, uh, he, was a, he ran track and played football. He actually played football a couple of years in high school for good counsel. Then he decided to give that up. Um, my middle kid, he's a baseball player. That's all he really wanted to do was baseball and football. Um, you know, like I always tell him if you, you know, if you actually were six four, I think you would have been being drafted sometime, too. So yeah, man, right. Yeah, right. So, you know, he was a hell of a football player as well. Um, and then my youngest just does a little bit of basketball and baseball. But, yeah, I mean, it's just a different generation. Um, you know, I guess everyone says that. You know, as the generations go on, they all different.
0: Yeah, it's not a bad thing necessarily. Right. It's, it's just different. But but yeah. but, but you have to manage like the the phone and the internet usage and all that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, it's, so you know, when I grew up, there there was no cell phones. You know, right. I grew you, up yeah, on you, the you, day of the payphones. I, <laughs> yeah.
0: I was almost twenty years old before I got my uh, right. uh, first cell phone. The the so. big
3: cell phones. I remember the the car phone was the thing when I was growing up. Yeah, you had a me car too. phone, right? Me too. Right. right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so uh, and, and just everyone's connected now. Like like yeah. like kids could get on their phones and, and talk to anyone or they, they could get on even video game systems where where every, everyone's connected. So so it is a much different time Everything's than, instant than, correct. than when we when we were growing up. So Well, hey sir, uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, we appreciate you sharing some thoughts about Jordan and enjoy the draft and, and I'm sure it'll be a really cool thing um uh for for your, the the organization Montgomery Village um Uh, to to see him walk across that stage uh uh, in in Kansas City on on Thursday night so uh Rob Robinson I really appreciate you coming in uh thanks to all of you for listening and checking out this episode of the final score we'll have a lot more about uh did you know Brian uh, Breezy at all uh, Rob no
3: I just know I just know of him I don't know much about him but yeah I just know of, of him playing at Damascus that's pretty much it
0: it's kind of crazy right we were talking before we walked in the studio that that this little area, right. this little county, is going to maybe produce two first-round picks in the same the same yeah. year. <laughs>
3: you know, this area is rich in talent—football, basketball, baseball. It's just rich in talent. Just the the the, the Montgomery, the DC area is just rich in talent. You know what I mean? It's just the thing is, our colleges have to keep them home. Yeah, you got do, to keep them here.
0: Do, um, we could be seeing more of this, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll have a lot more on uh, Jordan Addison and Brian Brzee's, uh entry into the NFL uh, on, on the pack, on the podcast over the next couple weeks. Uh, but thanks to uh, Graham Cullen for producing, to my colleagues Alexander Dacey and uh, John Cannon for coming on, and thanks again to Rob Robinson for making the trek in here from Clarksburg uh, to talk about Jordan. And uh, that'll do it for us this week, and we'll see you next time here on the Final Score Podcast.